0: Well, we're so lucky on the Blackfin Show, our final Blackfin Show for the year, to have the very own CEO of New Zealand Rugby coming on the programme, Mark Robinson. Thank you so much for your time and what has been a wild 48 hours. Uh, first and foremost, give us your reaction to that 80 minutes at Eden Park.
1: Uh, Kia ora, Kirsty. Yeah, I mean, it was amazing, wasn't it? it was um... You know the, the the roller coaster of emotions for everyone right around the country. Um, not only on Saturday night, but the the previous Saturday night as well. It was like a carbon copy almost, wasn't it, of of what we've witnessed um, previously. And uh, I don't know, just the the spirit of that team, um, the way they came together over that six weeks and kept improving, and played some massive moments in those games um, so well, and and kept going and kept believing was just. You know, incredible. We're so proud of them for for the way they've conducted themselves on and, and off the field, the kind of ambassadors and champions they've been for the game and and our organisation and everything we we want to represent um, as a national governing body has just been fantastic. So, and they've really also you know captured the hearts and minds of New Zealanders in a way that meant that by the end year, you know, we were selling out Eden Park. Mm. Um, we had Unprecedented you know, media coverage, and thanks to all the all the media over right around New Zealand, and for that matter, rugby media right around the world, really, yeah. for the way they've um, played their part in helping to really tell some amazing stories about our teams, um, the tournament, and I think as we turn our minds to the future, what what the future can be like as well, which is really exciting too.
0: It has been something quite remarkable, hasn't it, the last six, culminating in, in that incredible final. We just could not have even scripted that. Uh who were you with? Where were you at that moment uh where Joan and Nanwu stole the line out and did you get nervous?
1: Uh, yeah, well I'm not you know, when our teams are playing and I'm there, I'm not I'm probably not the best of spectators, you know. I find it um I find it pretty pretty challenging and, and um just, I guess, when you know, and you've been a former player, obviously, you know how much time yeah. is invested in in getting a performance um, like that in a big game, and you know how the coaches and the leadership teams and all the players, all the squad have, have prepared, and how much work's gone into it. So you mm. you're really feeling for them. You've 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 got an eye on what it means for for the organisation and the sport in this country as well. So you've got your hopes and dreams associated with that. Sitting there as well, um, so yeah, I found it pretty nerve-wracking. Um, I was with the, I was with my wife Nova, and um, Farah was uh, with me, and in the stand, and we were sitting with a combination of people from from tournament and world rugby, um, as well as as our team. So yeah, on that final whistle, I, I don't think I'd sort of moved or tried to show too much emotion and, until that <laughs> until that last time. There were lots of lots of hugs, lots of high fives. Um, yeah, it was certainly something. uh you know, I'll, I'll never forget. It was truly a special time. And then, you know, from there we had the opportunity to um, obviously see that amazing presentation, yeah. and finally got down on the field and and uh, spent some time with Smithy. Well, the, the whole team really, but you know, obviously having worked with with Smithy as a as a player and known him for a long, long time, and and uh, having the conversations with him early on about um, how he could come in and help in this area, it was you know really special to catch up with him. And then we managed to spend. Um, quite a bit of time down in the sheds, um, having a beer and, and just being with the team and around the management and they were you know, they were just glowing and the you know, the the I guess the combination of relief, um yeah. celebration exhilaration, you know, it was just they're they really special times. I remember it as a player actually you, you sort of that half an hour to an hour in the sheds after a after a big game uh one of the most special moments you can have in sport and that's you know, from all the time, the, you know, years and years I played ago, that didn't change, you know, was just to see them in that setting so relaxed and happy was, um, again, a, a memory I'll really savour.
0: You're bringing back all the emotions talking to you about that final whistle (laughs) and the the hours after. Uh, Success looks different uh, depending on who you ask. Probably for the Black Ferns, the win was nice, but they really wanted to inspire the next generation and get Kiwis to fall in love with the Black Ferns brand. They said they already won before they went out onto that pitch simply by selling out Eden Park uh, and all the support that they've seen. For New Zealand rugby, for you, what did success look like for that Rugby World Cup and did you get it?
1: Oh well I think there's no question we've we've got in it. When we um you know, when we bid for the, the tournament back in twenty eighteen um again with with Farr and um, in um Dublin mm. um all those years, it seems like a long time ago now, we, we set about a vision of trying to, you know, truly supercharge um the women's game globally. Uh and for rugby in, in New Zealand to be the, at the centre of that and to do that we needed a you know, an engaged um, national sort of fan base and, and we needed a team that could go long into the tournament and really perform well and play the kind of rugby that would allow you know our teams to be to inspire and unify the country and coming generations like, like the team has talked about. So um, so so you know clearly there was a bit of work that had to go in through through this year to make sure the team could perform at that level and and to be honest, their ability to to go so long in the tournament and to play the kind of rugby that they did was right at the heart of the success of the tournament as well. There were a huge, huge amount of contributors to the to the torn around the organising committee, our mm-hmm. own people across New Zealand rugby, the fans themselves, the media. But when you when you strip it all back and think about it, that that team and their ability to um, do do what they did was was so fundamental as well. So um so yeah, we were we were really fortunate that um. You know a lot of the work that went in there, and some of the changes obviously paid dividends, and and that allowed uh, that allowed all the fantastic you know things that happened through the through those last few weeks, especially to, to happen. And and in terms of success, what did it look like? It, it I guess it meant that we would have full stadiums, engaged an engaged country, um, a brand of rugby that is unique and, and different, and can inspire people to be wanting to be engaged with the game, and and to also see some. Of the way that the teams, not only the Black Ferns but other teams also engaged off the field was was really special. The, you know, the vulnerability, the access, the authenticity yeah. of the teams was was truly um, memorable as well, and allowed for people to engage a little bit differently than maybe what we do around the, you know, tr- traditional rugby.
0: I think you hit the nail on the head there. It was the personalities and the stories that we saw and we don't normally see that in rugby, be it a men's or women's, and that really sent the benchmark for the tournament. Can the All Blacks learn a thing or two from these women, ambassadors like Ruby Tui?
1: Oh, look, I think, you know, I think the, um, the All Blacks are working really hard at, um, in that space and I know, you know, they've they've obviously elevated the work they do um, through socials and, and some of the work they're doing with content at the moment. So... You know, clearly we, we all recognise, anyone working in sports um, currently recognises that access um, to, you know, to, I guess to athletes and to storytelling and to being able to share insights to unique personalities and, mm. and uh, you know, I guess telling stories about heroes is really fundamental to sport. And, you know, I think all of our teams recognise that that's a way, um, that's a way of the future. I, I think, you know, clearly the Black Ferns have done an outstanding job. Um, at, at that and it comes very very naturally to to a lot of them and and the all Blacks, you know I know they're working really hard at it at the moment, certainly doing that on, on tour at the moment too. so mm-hmm. you know we've just got to keep growing at, at that we'll, we'll work really hard to do it as quickly as we can, but we also make sh- got to make sure we're true to ourselves and, and our people are, are comfortable and safe in doing that when they when they're um, you know engaging in those sort of activities. Mm-hmm.
0: I guess after uh, the celebrations all died down, everyone will be asking the question, what's next? You've now got this uh, incredible brand, the Black Ferns. You've got an entire nation of 5 million plus many more around the world that are supporting that are following this team. So what will you do next to continue supercharging the women's game in New Zealand and actually just rugby in general? Yeah,
1: you know, I think the uh, that's a that's question everyone's rightly asking mm. and and um, you know we've had a lot of work going on um, behind the scenes. We're, we're standing up a, a woman and girl strategy at the moment that we'll launch more publicly in, uh, in the near future. Um, and and a key part of that is to take a whole of approach here. It's, it's right to ask questions about opportunities for the for the Black Ferns, and we're working really hard to make sure the in, international calendar is larger than it, you know it ever has been. We'd love to see. You know, consistently be able to play, you know, nine, ten, eleven test matches a year, um, which will be a significant increase from the few they've had historically. And to do that, we need to have a professional club competition that can support that and provide the right you know, high performance um, experiences and, and create the right environments for these athletes to perform at their at their more optimal level. So we're looking at extending Super Rugby Opaki at the moment, and um, and potentially having for next year a, a crossover final series with the. Australian clubs as well Um, that builds into a a pack four tournament with with the North American teams in Australia um, and the Laurie O'Reilly Cup and then we're looking at a a women's XV tournament which is an international women's tournament scheduled for the for the end of next year so so like I say that means a lot more more rugby Um, and in time though we've already already flagged that we would like to be the first country in the world to host a Lions tour um, you know women's Lions tour to, to New Zealand so we've Actively engage that network, and you know I think we certainly haven't put a foot wrong when it comes to showing the world that we can host, you know, a pinnacle event at that level. And it would be great to be able to take, you know, a Lions team around the country and, and play in all different parts, both test matches and um, midweek games as well. So that, that's sort of some of the thinking around the, the international um, side of it, We're looking at growing the investment into um, more and more professional contracts for um, for women and um, and also. You know, establishing more uh, resource around our high-performance hubs to support that. So that's what's happening there on the community side. As I said before, the the whole-of-game approach is really critical here. So you can't have you know a top-end um, performance side of the organisation without having really strong base of the game. Yeah. So we want to do more in in community. We want to do more in junior clubs and secondary schools where we know we've got work to do um, for young girls playing the game. And um, you know, we're now investing more than we ever have into our provincial unions with some clear strategies that relate to women and girls and teenagers especially so so you know there's lots to get excited about we believe we you know I know everyone wants us to move more quickly and they always want more invested and more resource, but we think we're out at, at the moment, given we've been through COVID, which really yeah. stymied a lot of the work we were down to do. Um, you know, we're feeling in an OK space.
0: You're getting me so excited for the future. The future is certainly bright for rugby in this country and across the world. Just before we let you go, Mark, what would you like to say to those Black Ferns, to the 32 players that took the field over the last six weeks, the coaches, the management, all, all the support team around it, and to your staff who have worked tirelessly over the last few years?
1: Oh, look, I have been fortunate enough to be around, you know, our, our staff and, and certainly the team and the management in the last little while. So, um certainly, you know, had the opportunity to extend our gratitude my personal gratitude uh on on behalf of everyone in, in uh, New Zealand rugby too them. So it's just it's just a massive thanks and a massive debt of gratitude for what they've what they've done. Um, you know, they've they've created a, a phenomenal um platform of opportunity to work from here. Um, which gives us a real, um, you know, strong sense that, that we can achieve some incredible things um, for the women's game in the, in the near future. So it's just a yeah, a huge thank you. And uh, I think you know that's not only from people around rugby. I think with what we've done, it's the first time that New Zealand's really come together. Yeah. You know, since since we've been in COVID, you know, the Americas Cup unfortunately was impacted by by lockdowns or restrict, restrictions. So. This was the first time that New Zealand got in behind something and had a proper party. Um, felt good about itself. <laughs> um, felt, you know, inspired and, and motivated um, to connect with a with a wonderful group of, of women. So, um,
0: yeah.
1: so for so that, you know, we can only thank them, can't we?
0: Long may the party continue as well. Our women absolutely deserve it. Mark Robinson, thank you so much for coming on the Black Fern show. We appreciate your time uh, and travel safe to London.
1: Thanks Kirsty, yeah, there's no, no stop, but, um, it's been great being here and then, you know, um, go the all backs, um, when we get over there. Big one for them this weekend too.